0: Well, welcome to Diversity and Inclusion in Action Podcast. Hi, I'm BJ Davis, the creative director and lead facilitator for BJD, leadership training and team development, here with my co host, Scott Markowitz. Scott is one of our program facilitators. Hey, Scott, how are you?
1: Hey, BJ. Hey, everyone. The Diversity and Inclusion in Action Podcast is a way to explore the best practices of those that choose to lead and to also build strong alliances between all genders. This month, we're talking about passion, and it's one of our favorite subjects. And we're also talking about what does it take to be a passionate leader?
0: Yes, and Scott, our guests today are two of my favorite people in the whole wide world, you guys have to know that, and passionate leaders that I have ever met. And it's our first husband and wife team, Darren Damon, and his amazing wife, Dr. Katrina Damon. hello to both of you. Scott and I are so excited about you being on the call tonight.
2: Well, we're excited about being here with you all as well. Thank you for ha- having us.
0: Absolutely.
1: Oh, yes. It's our, it's our pleasure. And I just want to welcome you guys both. And I just want to let you know that BJ speaks very highly about the two of you. And I, I, I'd like to get to know both of you. And I'm sure our audience does as well. Baron, you have been part of the Big Brothers and Big Sisters leadership team in North Carolina for the past 18 years. And you certainly must be passionate about fostering leadership and mentoring with kids. Can you tell us about that? Sure,
2: I've been working for Big Brothers Big Sisters in two different agencies. It has been such an incredible blessing for me to be able to help young people grow and develop into what they supposed to be and desire to be. And as a leader, I've had the opportunity to work with staff, to help, help staff, encourage staff, um, and just to support our vision and what we want to accomplish as an organization.
1: Yes. And Dr. Katrina Damon, you've been one of Emerging Women NC's, women who lead across North Carolina for the past three years. And you've been involved in many other leadership roles. And now you both do ministry work together, focused around the principle, and I love this, that each person matters because they have a special and unique gift from God with purpose and destiny attached to it. And your collective goal is to help others live in freedom every day. Dr. Katrina Damon, could you please speak about that for a minute?
3: Sure. I really believe that if people understand who they are and that they actually matter, meaning they were destined and designed with purpose, to fulfill their unique giftings and all of the talents and everything they were given was for a purpose. And it's just so awesome that tonight we're talking about passion because that passion, if they figure out what energizes them, then it will motivate them and drive them toward their purpose, where they would ever see that they have a value as a person and a value that they can offer to the world. That's a little bit, a little taste of what I believe that everyone matters and has a place.
1: Yes, that is beautiful. And I, you know, passion comes from the things that you believe. That's at the core of, of where our passion comes from. I I think so. BJ, I've got uh, I've got a question for you.
3: Oh Do- no.
1: Do you you think it would have been different in terms of how much passion you have if you were born a man?
0: Ooh, wow. Um (laughs) no, I don't, Scott. I really don't. I might have squealed a little bit less at the sight of puppies or (laughs) kittens, but uh no, I think I would have been a passionate man or a passionate woman. How about you, Scott, on a on a scale of one to ten? Uh, Would you say you're passionate?
1: I yeah, okay. I think I am passionate. On a scale of one to ten, it depends on the topic,
0: right? Well, would your wife say you're passionate?
1: She would say it depends on the topic. (laughs) 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 If it's you know if if the topic is taking out the trash Tuesday night, no, I'm not so passionate. But. It, when it when it comes to when it comes to supporting her in the things that that she wants to achieve in the world, then she would say that I'm very passionate about that, and certainly I think that's way more important than taking out the trash. Yeah, uh, guys, I'd like to hear from our guests about how they equate passion into all of their initiatives. Katrina, would you mind starting and, and talking to us about that?
3: Well, I think about what really energizes me what uh, causes me to be driven to do either something or for someone. And I learned that through a huge lesson of watching someone who I saw as a extreme passionate leader, and that was none other than the late Dr. Sharon Elliott Bynum, who was some time ago um, passed away, but during that time frame, she was given the title as the Mother Teresa of Durham, North Carolina. And I got the opportunity to spend a lot of time around her and I learned some lessons from her as a passionate leader that she was energized and driven to her purpose. She wasn't busy for the sake of being busy, but she had a clarity of vision, which I believe that a passionate leader would have. She had a drive where she understood no matter what the obstacles, she still had that positive passion and understanding where she sought solutions instead of being, looking at the critics. But she also was very open-minded to understand people with a pure passionate heart to be able to communicate and to have that opportunity to be resourceful in the midst of whatever happened. And she took on the action. She wasn't afraid to be a risk taker. She started a nonprofit with her sister with $186, a very shoestring budget. But she believed in caring and helping helping people, especially with healthcare equity. And being able to see what may seem simple to some, but complex when you're talking about equitable living for all people. And so I learned from her not to be busy for the sake of being busy. I learned from her to operate in my passion towards what drives me for the things that I'm purpose and things that I am equipped to do, and not to shower down from that, but to continue to grow, but as I grow, bring others up with me. Have a heart uh, and a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotion that will guide you to do what's right at the right time for the right reason, and you will be on track as that
0: passionate
3: leader. So that's some of my experiences.
0: Yes, and I, I like what you say about the equity of, really the equity of our heart, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Katrina is investing in people and in missions that make us feel alive and that move the mark, Damon. And you do that every day, you know, that you go to work and I've known you for so many years and I've actually been involved with your team. Uh, so leadership collaboration with your, with your team at, at Big Brother Six Sisters, you're someone I know that's not only passionate, that somehow you teach it to others and you help them find their passion. How important is that, Damon, as a leader?
2: Yeah, that's so important. Um, One of the best quotes I've ever heard about passion came from Robert Kiyosaki. And, of course, you're very probably familiar with his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he says, passion is something that you love and passion is something that you hate simultaneously and i had to really reflect on that and think about what did that really mean Um, and i thought about it as it relates to my career over the past several years at big brothers big sisters but not only there but in life find something that you really love something that energizes you as katrina mentioned something that gets you up every morning um, and you can't wait to get up because you know that you're going to impact and make a difference in the life of someone else. But it's also something that you hate, something that bothers you to your very core, that makes you upset when you think about it. And that's what passion really is. And when you combine those two together, you can really have a a great impact um, with the people that you're leading, the people that, um, that come into your circle that you wanna encourage and support. Um, and making sure they are becoming great, passionate leaders as well.
0: Well, I guess my my follow-up question would be, can you tell when a leader isn't passionate? What's the impact of that for the team? There could be different nuances for that.
3: One is uh, you're not going to get readily buy-in into anything because sometimes people have to see you do it, see you encourage, see you light up about it. In order to buy into that same type of energy, they feed off your energy, and if you don't have that type of passion, that you're really excited and you're looking forward to what the task is at hand, unless those individuals are driven themselves beyond what their leader may exemplify, you're going to get. You're not going to get the buy-in. You're not going to get the collaboration that you would normally do. You may not get the hundred percent of focus uh, or the a participation that normally is someone who's passionate about doing things. And sometimes you're not going to be able, if you don't have that type of passion, and we don't see a leader that type of passion, those that are around them may not strive to be better than what they are. They may not strive to be the greater professional that they can be, just settling because their leader, they don't see that type of impact. And so when that happens, that that makes you nervous about the business, because you have someone that's leading others who's not operating at their full capacity because they're not driven with a passion to do what they're doing. Now, there's some people, they're motivated, they're encouraged to do it there, and sometimes everyone has their own different motivators that they would do certain things. They're busy, they're getting it done, but they're not operating out of a level passion that will bring others to the same type of, of energy to do what's needed to be done.
2: And I will, I will also add to that, you know, they're not open-minded. Um, they're not able to appreciate the differences in others. Um, they don't have the communication skills that's necessary um, to be a passionate leader. You have to be an excellent communicator. Um, they're more focused on the now than the future. You know, Passionate leaders, they um, face adversity when others don't. So if you don't, if you're not a passionate leader, uh, you gotta like adversity <laughs> because it's certainly gonna come your way. Um, and the, the the energy that Katrina mentioned earlier, and I love that word because it's so important as it relates to uh, to passionate leaders. And if you find leaders who don't have that, it's, it's very clear.
1: Yeah. Now I've got a follow up question for the both of you around that. Say you are a leader and you find yourself in a state of recognition that you do lack that passion. What are the steps? What are the first things that you need to start looking at doing to spark the people that are following you?
2: Now, I would say, I love the quote by John Wooden, and he said, the most powerful leadership tool you have is your own personal example. You have to look at yourself first. You have to become introspective and sometimes that's difficult for people you know in psychology i studied a, i studied a concept called jabari's window and jabari window simply shares that there's a part of us a blind spot that we don't see and that's when getting feedback you know a 360 360 feedback from other people can help you develop into a better leader There's some things that we don't know and cannot see about ourselves, and we have to get help and support. Coaching is a big part of that. BJ, you know, as a coach, and I'm also a a professional coach as well. I love what um, Bill Gates said. He says, everyone needs a coach because everyone needs accountability. And that's um, very important when a person is struggling to find their own passion in leadership.
0: And, and David, I love what you said about really helping them get on track. If we have leaders that are listening, if you're off track right now in your passion, find a coach. There's, there's four of them on the call right now with you. But find somebody that can re, relight that passion for you. And I think that sometimes we just get distracted with all the things, the white, I say white noise, all the things that don't matter all of the adversities going on on social media. And when we can just tune that out and say, what do I love? What what was it that I loved about what I'm doing? And I think we have to come back to that all the time, get clarity on it. Scott, wouldn't you think that that's really big with some of your clients too, is helping them to remember why they, you know, what they loved in the first place.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, Katrina said at the beginning of our conversation today, she said that the clarity of vision is what you know, drives and and what creates the purpose for what you're doing. and And that's so true about your passion. if If you can develop that clarity, then the passion is is going to be much more natural to you. It's going to just appear to you on its own. And uh, I see that with my clients as well. You know, a lot of times, and usually it's just a very small blind spot that needs to be filled in order to, to get somebody to see that clarity because there are so many distractions in today's world. There's so many things that are, that are competing for our attention and there's so many people competing to give us advice. So like just one uh, you know, errant piece of advice that we start to follow that takes us just slightly off track of our vision can often be enough for us to, to begin to lose our passion.
0: Like driving a car, right? It's nowhere you're going. And if you don't, you're going to run into a tree or off the road or something, right? Does, does, do you see in and Katrina and, and I, I, I know both of you being married for what are we celebrating? You're number 21. Are we there yet? <laughs> 52. Next week <laughs>
1: would be 22. Wow. Oh, Congratulations.
0: 22. Hey. How many, was it Valentine's Day? Be honest
1: yes, yes. yes. <laughs>
0: awesome oh you just made me cry i didn't know that
1: <laughs>
0: see that i'm about to squeal and i can because i'm girly like that um uh, do, do you think passion shows up differently in men than women katrina do you think that uh baron approaches passion differently than you and baron likewise for your wife, do you you come about it in a different way? Do you display it differently? I think just
3: from, not necessarily from a gender perspective, I think people display their levels of passion differently. We're diverse, we're unique, we're all uh, different types of talents and all. But really, I believe that as a passionate leader, you're not defined or limited by your gender is really understanding who you are as a leader, recognizing that what or who energizes you. And that would be the barometer, not because you're male or because you're female. Um, Leaders who are are passionate, they operate with a positive mindset. They just have a focused capacity to address and handle challenges and provide solutions as well as engage with others in the midst of any endeavor or journey, and that is not depicted by your gender. I think of one thing, like men who are passionate or energized by someone or something. For example, Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, his passion was the sport of basketball. Women who are passionate or energized by someone or something, like the late Dr. Sharon elliott Bynum. She was passionate about the care of others and the equity of all people. And so they they may have displayed that level of passion in different ways because of either their role or occupation, but it made no one of them either greater or lesser than the other as it related to their passion towards as a leader or towards what they were looking to accomplish and their purpose here on Earth? Wow.
2: I would say, you know, Katrina and I was having this conversation a week or so ago, and I told her I really didn't understand why there was such difference between men and women and how people viewed it. And I wasn't, you know, being ignorant, but it was just hard for me to believe just how I grew up. You know, I had three sisters. I didn't have a brother. <laughs> I was around women all the time. Even in the nonprofit world, I work around a lot of women, and I've always seen women as equal. I've always seen women as they can do anything a man can do. I was having this conversation with my son the other night, and I was sharing that with him. But for me, it's great when you can take some of those things out of the conversation. Passion is one of those things you take out of the conversation. You know, it is gender blind to be able to be passionate about whatever is placed in your heart to do and how you show up as a leader.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you, Darren and Katrina both of you being on the call tonight. What a privilege and what an honor. I'm gonna ask the two of you, can you give a challenge out there for our audience to say practice this, this for the next 30 days, to rekindle your passion or to find your passion or to celebrate your passion? Either way, what could they do?
2: That's a great question, BJ. Last week I was, I was in the car and I was thinking about something. I was sitting sit in the car actually for two hours and, and just thinking about something that bothered me or hurt me or I was disappointed at. And I realized in that moment that you really have to sit down and reflect on Whatever it is that you want to do, right? And so the challenge for me to give is what positive habit that you can create every day. We have about 70,000 thoughts per day. And the challenge is how can we take those 70,000 thoughts and use those effectively every single day? So speak positively every single day. Every time you hear something negative, you need three to five things positive to offset that. So if we, for the next 30 days, can think positive thoughts, use those 70,000 thoughts that we have every single day, and try to make those as positive as we possibly can.
0: And Barron, my you were talking, that's a great idea. Focus on the positive. And here's the big question. How do you like this? I'm just going to run it by you what lights me up question mark it's just sitting down and reflecting what lights me up I love it positive thoughts Katrina you have anything you want to add to that while we're wrapping up yes my
3: husband is very romantic and I'm a hopeless romantic yes I do watch the Hallmark shows um yes he
2: does
3: (laughs) so does my mom
0: she always tries to get me to watch them I love
3: people to reflect on a few things one is life is short and we don't know what and how long we may have but let's not waste it on begrudging and unforgiveness and things of that nature take the time to make amends whoever it may be think of one person where maybe you just haven't spoken to them a while or maybe you had a falling out or maybe you haven't life is so short Make amends. Find someone that you don't even know and just smile at them. Smile some smile, take time to give someone that you love a hug. To let them know that you really love them. Um, it's it's so unfortunate in in our culture and things today. We're so hectic running and going and so and we take people for granted. So I just say use this time, the love month, to share love, to be loved, and to also make amends. Love somebody
1: today. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. I love that. <laughs> I would also like to say, if if you are not necessarily sure about what your passion is yet, this is an exercise that that I've had a couple of my clients go through. And I think this is a very powerful way to start steering your direction back the right way. And it's simply to just speak out loud something that, you may be passionate about it. It's, you know, it's not a definitive statement, but if it's a thought that's come across your mind and it it's a possible candidate for something that you're passionate about, speak it out loud, say it to yourself in the mirror, say it to a friend, and then just take notice of how it feels in your body when you say that. And if, you know, that's a really good way to, to gauge if this is a true passion of yours or not. And it's also a good way to start um, you know, honing in on something else that that may be closer to what your true passion is. If you do that every day for 30 days, you're going to be much closer to figuring out what your passion is. That's great, Scott.
0: That. Yes. We gave them some really great stuff to do. I'm excited. I'm going to do all of them. Think about the house reflect, right? And do some journaling, what lights me up. Ask the question, what am I passionate about? And share it with other people. Watch some Hallmark shows and find <laughs> someone that you need to reconnect to. Love it. You know, Nelson Mandela once said, There is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a for life that's less than the one you are capable of living. And we're all capable of living of an amazing life. Connect to us. Go to our website, www.postdjd.com. Dot com. We, once again, want to thank our guests. Is there a website, uh, Katrina, for your work, you and, and James, And we'll put it up on our website as well.
2: Yeah, you can go to businessoflife.com, businessoflifecc.com, or you can go to bolcctravel.com. Um, you can reach out to us on Twitter at, at bolcctravel or Facebook at B-O-L-C-C for success. And we're also on Instagram, BJ, Baron Damon B-O-L.
0: I'm gonna get all of those from you and we will put them on our social media so people know how to reach out to both of you. Thank you again for being on the call. We love you, happy anniversary. you, thank you.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you guys so much, that was really great. That was such a good conversation.
2: Great. Thank you. We enjoyed it. You guys made it easy.
0: Definitely. Okay. See you.
1: All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night.
3: You too. Bye
1: bye. Bye bye.